Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We got Latoya Ward coming on. She's an actress, filmmaker, producer, writer, model, and social media influencer. And we're excited to just talk a little bit about her story, her acting career, and where it's gone and where it's going, and to just see where this goes. So, Latoya, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I always like to start to show out the same right now because we're all in like this crazy time right now oh, yes. with um, COVID and all that. So how has COVID affected you and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy um, maze we have? Well, you know, COVID has completely shut down, you know, California, which is where I am. Um, as far as how we're used to doing things, like going in for auditions and even filming wise. So we all have to, you know, take those uh, precautionary measures now. But even the whole audition process, everything is virtually online, which is actually kind of good because you don't <laughs> have to fight the L.A. traffic. <laughs> and then you can kind of do as many takes as you want to figure out which one is best and then send that forward when, you know, it's when it's not in that um in the COVID environment, you go into the audition room, you got like maybe two minutes and then you're gone, you know? So that's been the nice thing about it. And then just being able to self-reflect during this time, you know, teaching myself different things or learning different things, I feel will equip me to be better um, when I do get out of this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's like for us, you know, we launched this show mm -hmm. January 3rd of 2020. And okay. so a couple months before yeah, COVID started before. and mm -hmm. you know, our original plan was a hundred interviews first year. We thought if we could do that, we'd be head of the crowd, yeah. a great foundation. And then right. COVID happens. And mm -hmm. I told Sandy, you know what, this may be our silver lining because our original plan was artists and all we, we down bring artists and actors and athletes and all that. But it was started out with just artists. And I, and I was like, you know what, they've been shut down. They're going to need a place to talk. People that are bigger might actually give our show a chance now um, right. because of this whole situation. So we just went all out and started reaching out to everybody. Yeah. And because of that, we end up doing over 300 interviews last year. Wow. That's really good. And that's just a testament to y'all, too, because you could have gone a different route and said, oh, you know, COVID is here. We just got to prolong or um, postpone our plans. But y'all were like, no, we're, we're going to just, you know, elevate. So I love that. That's really great. Well, you have to. And again, you know, sometimes you almost feel guilty a little bit because right. our show exploded because of COVID. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, we can't change that. So, right. you know? it's a silver so we just have to find yeah. that thing. I was like, you know what? We just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. We can't change it. How can we benefit now? Right. 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 Make the best mm -hmm. of the situation. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to act and all that? I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could actually be a career for you? Um, when did it click that it could be a career? Uh, I, I mean, I guess I would have to say when I saw Julia Roberts on TV one day and wow. she was talking about how she was going to make like $3 million for a movie. And even though that doesn't necessarily relate to me, I just thought, wow. And that's always my mentality too. If I see someone else doing something that I want to do because I'm seeing them do it, you know, means that I can too. 
So, you know, that was, you know, as I was a little bit older, but like ever since I was a little child, I was always, you know, acting and stuff. And, um, but yeah, I think it was probably at that moment where I'm like, you know, this is already love acting, but to get paid tremendously and um that that's kind of worth aspiring to do so yeah i really yeah, like we're, it. we're the same way we always had that faith right that, you know what we always look at the brighter side i mean we, even how we met you know we met online back in 2002 when it was taboo of course now everybody meets online but right, back right. then it was taboo and we yes, met you know february 2nd we talked on the phone for the first time february 4th we set a wedding date february 18th and we met in person uh-huh. march 4th so we were meeting in person to see who we were going to marry because we just had that faith that this was right. what was supposed to be yes so we I always have been like that you know with everything we're yeah. doing even with the show you know what we're like you know what when we launch the show we're going to the top just simple as that mm-hmm. Exactly. I love it. So it sounds like four and eight are y'all numbers, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a two in there too. Yeah. Our big numbers are two. And what's funny is, is we see two, two, two all the time. Uh-huh. We, we met February 2nd of 02. So we always kind of say our number is two and it's like, and we see those. <laughs> yeah, we see it everywhere. <laughs> and we got and two, we kids. Have two kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you'll hear from the nine-year-old a little bit later. He's our third yes. co-host. He'll have a couple questions. Right. Great. Yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> Can't wait. But yeah, it's just crazy out there and you know, you just never know what's going to happen and you have to look on the bright side, especially oh, in this yes. day and time. Exactly. Exactly. And then everything that's going on too, it's, it's kind of not healthy to be pessimistic. You know, you have to be optimistic. So yeah, for sure. But I love it. I love y'all's story too. Um, I was uh, doing a little bit of research and how, I guess when maybe when y'all first start out, you know, Chris, you were really um, an extrovert and Sandy, you were more of an introvert. And now the show is kind of like, you know, allowed you to open your shell a little bit more. So it I love has. That. I yeah. talk a little bit more now than I did in the first episode. So <laughs> it's definitely helped. What's That's funny good. is um, we got an email from somebody in, uh, recently because mm-hmm. I pitched them on one of their other artists. And they they had one of the artists that we had at the very beginning. Oh, yes. In the first and, three months or so. And yeah. that was when she really didn't come out of shell at all. And uh-huh. And they were like, you know, we were really taken aback that it was really the Chris and Chris show. Mm, and, yes, and, and what they didn't understand yeah. is back then we did audio only. Yes, it was um, through the phone. So only. our two-year-old, which was one-year-old then, well, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times she would be on that. That's why we did audios. Sometimes she would have baby in one hand trying to, you know, <laughs> yes. you know in the and other room. Funny stories yeah. where I'm like trying to change a diaper with one hand <laughs> and, and on the. <laughs> <laughs> Since we went video, of course, kind of can't do that. So we right, try to make right. sure we try to tie it into her nap. And yeah, she's two now, and she still has a daily nap time. So okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, granted, sometimes we can't do it at night, and it's just the Chris show then. But for the most mm-hmm. part, he gets on most of them. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us um, a little bit of your backstory. Okay. Well, I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, and um, I got my BA in theater arts, and I moved to California about four or five years ago. And so prior to coming here, you know, I've always done, you know, acting and different plays and on TV, more on like a, um, a smaller scale though. And so I had always wanted to move, you know, to California. So I'm like, I'm finally going to do it. And I came here maybe 
I don't know, 10 years ago with like a group of actors. And we kind of like, you know, had our experience here for like a month and a half. But when I moved here four or five years ago, um, my main focus was just, okay, acting. I got to get out there, audition, 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 and just, you know, kind of like knock down those doors. And then I felt like ap here, after being here for, um, for that amount of time, it's either, like you have to have a really thick skin. So you're going to hear no all the time. You're going to go out for stuff continuously before you hear a yes. And so now with social media too, it makes it a lot easier for you to put yourself out there. So then that kind of clicked too that, instead of me just busting my butt going after these auditions waiting for someone to tell me yes i can tell myself yes by producing my own stuff so putting my own content out there so that's you know been like my focus here not got me into writing i had never really wrote before so wow. i wrote a couple of scripts after getting here and then you know um yeah so producing stuff is that exactly <laughs> and, <laughs> i'm and on the roll now yep and that's <laughs> yeah. perfect lead in to where i wanted us to go now is um Back in 2014, we interviewed Alice Steele from Two Stoke Girls. And at that time, they were full-time with music. And as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of your big artists, your big people, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggle it takes to get there. So I was asking Allison what advice she would give an up-and-coming artist. And I think this fits for actors, too. But I'll never forget what she told me. She said, this will sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if you can see yourself doing something else... Go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything has to change. She goes, you no longer own your life. Everybody kind of owns a piece of it because your right. friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're in that grind mode, especially at the beginning of your career, you can't say no to anything that has to do with your career. And you almost have to say yes. I mean, no to, no to everything that doesn't have anything to do with a career. And it's just a lot of times people don't understand that. Then your family has a sacrifice because they have to give you up to the world and say, okay, I'm willing to share you with the world and maybe be happy about it. Right. <laughs> um, but then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. That's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. So I completely agree with what she said um, because it, it is, and you have to have like certain people around you that really, really understand it. So you may have some at first that say, oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. I support you. And then later on when they see that it's actually working and it wasn't just, you know, some hobby that you have, mm -hmm. um, then it kind of like clicks for them too. So then you have to have those tough decisions oh, wow. as well yeah. to say, you know, this wasn't a game for me and it is, um, you know, developing into what I wanted it to be. Like, where are you going to be um, for that? But I also would piggyback on what she said and also say that if this is something that you could do and not get paid for it, would you continue to do it? Because I can't think of anything uh, else that I would do for free, you know, but that's kind of <laughs> like how you start as an actor, too. You know, you, you know, well, to get the experience, you may do some stuff, um, some roles for free and then, um, you know, not extra background kind of stuff. So I just think that that is another testament that if I could do this and not get paid, would I be happy with that? And for me, I would. And I started off that way. 
Um, mm -hmm. But I think that's a, a really good one now. You know, you don't do that forever. It's just a little yeah. less. <laughs> yeah, because you got to eventually, I mean, that's like with our show, you know, we ain't made a dime with our show yet, mm -hmm. but we're trying to build that brand of the Chris and Sandy show. And I know a lot of people, they probably wouldn't wait a year or two to see any mm -hmm. income. But we also mm -hmm. know that when it comes to this type of brand, when you don't have a radio station backing you, a TV station backing you, it can mm -hmm. take two, three, four years to build that brand. Right. And you have to have that mentality that I can't put a timeline on it. You know, I like um, coming to California. I could have said, well, I'll give myself a year and if nothing happens, I'll go back home and do whatever. Well. Exactly. And so Arsenio Hall has this quote and I'm probably going to butcher it, but <laughs> it was something like. Um, never give up on your dreams because you never know when you're one day away from making that dream come true. And I love that because I'm like, you're absolutely right. Like I can be like, I'm going to quit today. And then tomorrow could have been the phone call that I was waiting mm -hmm. for or the audition that I go after and actually book the role that, you know, takes me over the top. So I completely agree with that. You have to, yeah, you have to go. Yeah, Cause you could be that one connection away, you know, again, you know, so many people we've met that, it was like they met this one person mm -hmm. who may not have been the person that they needed to meet, but that person knew somebody who knew somebody who then knew and got connected. Next thing you know, they're on top of the world. But it was all started with them being consistent because without the consistent effort, people won't believe in you. Exactly. Yeah. You have to show them how to believe in you by what you're doing, the work that you're putting in. So mm -hmm. you can't like I remember. um like reading stories about how people were just thinking, oh, okay, I can go to Hollywood, be walking down the street and someone say, hey, you, I want to make you a star, you know? And it's like, oh, okay, that's how I made it. But that hardly ever happens. It might've only happened once or twice, but yeah, so I completely agree with you. You have to, you know, grind and be consistent for sure for people to notice you. And that's the part that people miss to the grinding part, because as you know, you know, you got this whole thing, the secret that's out there, oh, yes, been out there for I, years. You know, and I always so try to tell people that is great. As long as mm -hmm. you're trying to apply those principles while grinding. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, yeah, I have the belief. I, I mean, even the Bible says faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You have you have to put in the work. I mean, you're not going to be at the top of your career. I don't care what. And it, it don't have to be acting. It don't have to be an artist. It right. could be a, the best realtor. Could be the mm -hmm. the best business owner. Yeah, you're the best teacher. You're the best, the best teacher. Doctor. You're not going to be at the top of your career in whatever field it is right. mm -hmm. by tippy toeing through it. Exactly. And then the two, like you said, it's all about the connection. So there may be like a a role that I do that's small, you know, and I can be like, oh, you know, it's not a big role, but that small mm -hmm. role could lead to enormous amount of things, you know, because someone so seen it and they like the performance and then it elevates and elevates. So you just have to, yeah, you just have to go after it. And that's, and, perfect. and that's perfect leading to where I want this to go now. Yeah. We talked about the sacrifice side of some. Um, I always want to talk about the glory side too. Some moments where you're like, wow, mm -hmm. I got to do that. Let's start with Tyler, Tyler Perry. Um, okay, cool. The, yeah. the movie that you were in with that. How yes. did that happen? So that, this is a great, I'm glad you asked that. So this, um, I found out that he was going to be on the Tom Joyner morning show cruise. So there's oh, like this okay. cruise and mm -hmm. the benefits of the cruise go to HBCUs. And I found out that he was going to be on there, was going to be having auditions. So I'm like, perfect. This is my opportunity to get <laughs> awesome. in front of him. Yeah. So my sister, my sister actually went on the cruise with me. And so I, I didn't really know um, leading up to 
leading up to it, what to expect. So I was just like trying to prepare any way that I could. So I'm like, okay, well, if they give me a monologue, you know, if they say, come up with your own material, I want it to be unique and say like, okay, I'm going to look at all of his stuff and I'll take different pieces of different movies that he's done, put them yeah. all together and wow. do a monologue. And a monologue, you know, is just like a, a long paragraph of something that you're yeah. acting out dramatically or comically. And so I did all my research, had my little monologue together. And then before, like right before we actually went on the cruise, they actually gave us the material of stuff that we could select from to actually do the audition. Mm -hmm. So having that material and doing the research, I already knew what the, um, what the material was from, from his different movies based on my research. So I go on the cruise with my sister and it's like 550 people that, you know, like audition or 700, I think it might've been 700 people. I was number 550. And oh, so wow. I go yeah. into the room, I have my material and I do the audition in front of the casting director and the cameraman. And they're like, okay, you know, that was great. They were laughing. So I'm like, okay, good. So then um, like that, that night I'm eating dinner and they said, okay, we'll let you know by putting um, a notification by your cabin room door. And so I went to you know my room, got the the notice that hey, I got a call back, which um, is like you know another opportunity for them to see you again. But this time it's in front of Tyler Perry himself, and oh, wow. only thirty wow. people out of seven hundred people, only thirty people got a call back. So I'm like ah, you know, it's super super. Like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the day that we actually had the um, the call back, like we were in Turks and. Um, um, so, so we're like, like in a big auditorium now. So people can come and actually see us audition for the second time when before it was like a closed room kind of thing. So I, you know, told my sister like, Hey, you got to be in the audience, you know, when I do this, because you know, like now's your opportunity to see me and everybody else. So she's in there. Some of the other people are there too. And so they call us um, in alphabetical order by our last name. So my last name is Ward. So I'm like, oh great, like I get to go, um, you know, pretty much last. So everybody, yeah. So everybody went up there um, one by one in front of the whole audience, and then Tyler Perry sitting there with his casting director, and everyone is like doing their thing. And then so uh, some people had like more family than others, or you know, just had relationships or whatever um, on the cruise. So when I go out there <laughs> to do my audition, like I only hear like one person clapping, which is my sister, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I go out there and I do my thing. And like, I just, I, I went all in for my wow. performance. And then, and then, and doing that too, I'm like, you know what? If I didn't get it, I cannot say that I didn't do everything that I possibly could. So yeah. I went overboard. So when I did my performance, I'm like coming out of my shoes, out of my jacket and people are just clapping and clapping and clapping. So I'm not hearing like, I didn't, I'm not wanting to stop. And so, um, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were like, okay, thank you very much. So, then, um, so yeah. that was like funny. Right. So then I'm like getting my step. And then right after that one, um, he's actually saying, okay, he's bringing us up to the stage kind of like one by one saying, okay, you know, you did good, but, um, don't give up. So go ahead and have a seat. And then he's just giving people different critiques. So, yeah. mm -hmm. Um, when I was up there, you know, he said, um, he said, you know, your performance was good. And he said, um, you know, I'm going to be casting for a lot of different things. Um, and there's not going to just be one winner. You know, I've seen a lot of different, you know, qualities oh, wow. and talents and a lot of you up there. So I see, you know, you doing this. I see you doing this. Yeah. And then he points to me and he says, I see you as a crazy ass ex-girlfriend. So I'm like, <laughs> 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 so it was just, 
an amazing, humbling experience. I was so extremely excited. And so, you know, I was one of the ones that actually had to audition later on for a walk-on role on his show, If Loving You Is Wrong. And it was, it was like, I will never, ever forget that experience. Even when I went back to, I was living in Virginia at the time, even when I went back there, I had like a full-time job and I'm thinking, oh, I'm about to quit. <laughs> I'm about to, you know, yeah. work full-time with Tyler Perry. And that took a, a few months and then they flew me out there first class. And I remember um, while I was there at the studio and I had never been like to the Tyler Perry studios before. So I was there at the studio and they had like different rooms that had like our name on it and our role. And so I was just like, oh, this is like my trailer. Like it was just the most amazing experience. And while wow. I'm in the actual room, it's set up like almost like a little den where there's a couch and a TV, okay. you know, just for you to like relax, you know, lounge in and, you know, focus on your lines mm -hmm. yourself instead of being like with a group of actors where you can't really focus. And so um, I was asking like the one of the production managers, like, oh, OK, like, is this how it is where everyone is kind of isolated? Because like, where is everybody? And she said, yeah. And it was kind of raining that day, too. She said, if you want to actually go to the set, you know, we could have someone take you over there, but it's kind of raining or you can just kind of like stand here. And there was a TV in the room, too, but I didn't turn it on because I was so focused on, you know, myself and my lines. And she goes, but yeah. if you want to turn the TV on, you know, you can kind of see what they're doing on set. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, wow. So I turn the TV mm -hmm. on and I see like it was almost like I was right there. I see Tyler Perry and he's directing the two or three actors that were in that scene. And as he was directing them, it was so surreal to where like I start crying like just looking at the TV and I'm like I'm so glad that I'm doing this in my little trailer by myself because I don't want to go on set and be like oh my god it's all great. it was just oh, it was amazing so it was really great yeah <laughs> and that was like a long drawn out story <laughs> tell us about the best lead actress award you got oh so I got the best lead actress for a feature film for a movie called Lost and it was really, really surprising because I was working with a very, very talented young director named Aaron Avant Johnson. And he's just like, he's just amazing. And so we went to London for the film premiere and not, I didn't even know that I was nominated. I just went, oh, wow. you know, in support of him and the whole film. And so when I got there, I think the night before the award show, him and his mom came up to my room and they're like, did you know that you were nominated? And I'm like, what? No. So it was just amazing. <laughs> and then actually the next day he won an award for best new filmmaker. And then I won an award for best lead actress. So it was oh, wow. and my mom. My mom went with me to London. So it was it was just wonderful to share that experience with her as well. And she got, you know, kind of came last minute too. So it was amazing. But I, yeah, I was so surprised about even being nominated and then winning in London, like, oh, you know, international. <laughs> oh, <that's amazing. laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah. So what's, what, what's another moment where you can look back and you're like, wow, that happened. Mm, other than Tyler Perry in London. <laughs> uh, Wow, that happened. I don't know. I guess, like, I haven't done a lot of movie with um, with stunts and stuff, but there yeah. was mm -hmm. one that I did recently called Run, and I'm like getting kidnapped, and I have to get out of a um, get out of the kidnapper's car. And oh, so wow. before, <laughs> you know, there's like the mat on the ground, and they're like, yeah, you know, we don't want you to hurt yourself. I'm like, okay, so I'm like rolling on the mat you know falling out the car and then at one point they're like okay we're gonna get a different angle and the mat is not there but i'm like yeah but 
you still need me to fall. So I'm like really jumping out of the car without the mask. <laughs> so <laughs> that was just kind of fun. I think that's like another experience that I won't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm willing to do my own stunt. So let's go. <laughs> so what would you say has been your hardest role to play? Oh, <sighs> my hardest role was also working with Aaron Avant Johnson. And this was a pilot, like a TV pilot. And yeah. I was playing like the wife of a prestigious husband and the husband was uh, physically abusing me. And uh -huh. I also had split personalities. So yeah. the split personalities, and then there's something also very tragic that happened within our family. And so I had to pull a lot of these emotions out by what happened you know, in our family. And I remember being on set and doing this scene and I was so, emotionally drained like all day like i was taking excedrin like wow. every four hours because i was giving myself a headache by crying so much but it you were even all though in. i was yeah, all in so and that was so challenging but it was also like so rewarding i felt like oh like this is what it's about you know so i really really liked um that challenge and having that you know be pulled out of me so how did you prepare for that role? Because since it was such a challenging role, and I'm sure when you read it, you knew it was going to be challenging. How did you mentally prepare? So I mentally prepared for it because like it was a scene that was involving like my child and I have a son too. So I just looked at it where if this were really happening and this was really, really my child, it's, it's kind of, easier to draw from that because you can uh, relate to the experience and mm -hmm. and that's kind of what they say in acting too whenever you're doing a role you kind of substitute whoever you're talking to with someone that you know personally to really yeah. bring that out and so that allowed me to do that and then also just like listening to different songs too that i know will make me sad also helps to propel that as well so yeah that was kind of how i prepared for it Awesome. So as you know, a lot of people, they see the actors, the artists, but they don't see the teams behind them. And to me, the teams never get the love they deserve. They don't. But on our right. show, they get love. Yeah. And yeah. because of that, if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, great. Thank you for asking that. So my team um, has always been like my family for one, like they're my rock. If I need anything, I can always go to them. Like my mom, she is my biggest cheerleader. If I can't find anybody to help me um, read for an audition, my mom is FaceTiming me and, you know, she's doing it with me, you know, my family, my son, um, sister, you know, everybody. And then I also have a really good manager too that has, that I got about a year ago that's been really, really good in helping me to just um, excel, you know, and really telling me what to do and just, yeah, I, I think my biggest supporters and my team is my family. So I can't thank them enough. And I know no matter what, I can always go to them. Where someone else may be like, oh, you know, I'm not getting paid enough. Or, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go and help someone else because I believe in them more. When your family, you know, they love you unconditionally and are always trying to push you and help you. So I got to give it to them for sure. And, you know, oh, speaking of family and co and um, teams, yes. uh, we got a third co-host, a little nine-year-old. Christopher. Okay. And I've got a two-year-old little daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show. Too. Right. <laughs> we are a family show and try yeah. to keep it that way, keep it in the family. And, okay. you know, it's, it's been fun to do it all together, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. 
That's really good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure your two-year-old's going to be like, hey, wait a minute, when is it my turn? <laughs> now, even though yeah, she can't so. talk yet, she's still yeah. kind of already uh, trying to talk. You can tell she's going to be a chatterbox. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good. Can't wait. I love that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely been crazy. What's been cool is we've been able to bring on people from Nickelodeon because he watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows. Oh, okay. So we've, he's been able to talk to people that he loves on his shows. So that's been pretty right. cool. <laughs> yes. Hi, Christopher. Hi, hi, Latoria. So uh, what's your favorite food? Ooh, that's a great question. I love Mexican food. I'm from San Antonio, so I love Mexican food like enchiladas, but... For some reason, all of my favorite Mexican restaurants when I go to San Antonio are closing down. So now, like, my favorite food is salmon. But Mexican first, then salmon. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza? I love pizza, too. What kind? Uh, pepperoni and me sausage. Okay. Me, too. Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty popular. That's good. What grade are you in? I am in third grade. Okay. Nice. Well, something is, you know, we've always homeschooled him. So when everything got shut down, his life really didn't change much. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate the question. One more question. Okay. What's okay. your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. You know, oddly enough, I do like King and Queens or King of Queens. One of, one of it. I think it's King and Queens. King of Queens. King of it's Queens. Like a, we used to always watch that. that. Right. I love that show. Like it's I, it's like on almost every day whenever I catch it and I have it on um like repeat. <laughs> I just love the perform I love the chemistry between the two. And so I want to do a show like that too where you know I oh, have wow. a husband and we just kind of like conflict <laughs> but it's comedy. So I, I really like that show. And you know that you love each other but you still just blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> Right, right. So I'm always watching that show for inspiration. Exactly. Bye, thank thanks. you. Bye, thank you. <laughs> so if you could co-star with anyone, who would it be and what role would you want to play? If I could co-star with anybody, I would have to say Denzel Washington. I just think he's so brilliant. And I could learn a lot from him. Um, he also reminds me of my dad. My dad passed away um, from cancer several years ago. And looking oh, yeah. at some of his movies, I'm like, oh, you know, like, I think my dad would do that. And it's like crazy stuff, too. I think there's one, The Equalizer, <laughs> where he's like calculating all the stuff, even though my dad was <laughs> in the military. But just because, you know, Denzel is all, all smart and a protector, I'm like, that's how my dad would be, you know? <laughs> so I would love to work with him. That yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> so what's next for you? <clears throat> Thank you. So what's next is I am going to be doing a movie called Gutter. And uh, we're going to be shooting that in Houston in April. And so that is a really, really good movie, um, which is also one that I've never done before, which is why I'm really drawn to it. It's going to be challenging where I'm a drug oh. addict. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, I actually, well, not me, but um, the story is kind of centered around a woman who puts um, her son like in the gutter, which is why it's called gutter. And then someone else, me, actually find the child, raise him. Oh, and wow. then it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be really, really powerful. So that's what's next on the agenda. I do have um, another movie that I just did called uh, Dream Chair. It's a short film 
And then another feature film called Run that's gonna be coming out sometime this year. And then another movie called She's Sexy. So I'm trying to grind it out and just, yeah. And then I also, um, the most recent one I did was uh, called Web. Um, and it's also a feature film that's gonna be really big in the Nollywood arena. So yeah. Kind That's of. like us, you know, we got this show. I also do one for Nashville called the Metro Buzz. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where I bring up leaders of middle Tennessee because we're going to be moving to Tennessee um, probably in about a year. Yeah. Okay. And then we're in the process of doing the very first Nashville 40 over 40 event. You know, oh. nobody, you know, we're like, you know what? We're, I got tired of saying, you know what? You, you see 30 under 30, 40 mm-hmm. under 40. I'm like, well, what about our generation? Yeah, right, right. There's our really generation. nothing for our generation. I don't know anything <laughs> about out there. So we're hoping to create a movement, and we'll start in Nashville, and yes. we'll do our 40. We've already got nominations coming in for it. So we're going to do an event, 40 mm-hmm. over 40, see what happens, and maybe we can make it a nationwide thing and make a movement I, for people over 40s actually exactly. doing something. That's yes. great. I already see it. It's going to happen. So that's amazing. Because, <laughs> you know, as you know, you know, like we start, I mean, this this show here is a new, you know, a new career for us in our 40s. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people think you're dead in your 40s, but we're mm-hmm. going to prove you're not dead. We're going to prove right. the show that there's, and what we're planning on doing with the event, the 40 over 40, is we want to have people that are at the top of their careers, but also the top in community service. Yes. Oh, and that's we, we, you know, Because again, Difference if you don't really have a career, it's easy to do community service. Right. If you're not doing any community service, it's really easy to move up the corporate ladder because you're doing all your time there. But for the people that actually find a way to have a family, all that, they, they got this, they're at the top of their careers and they're, at the, they're doing all this for the communities. I mean, that's a, di- you know, that really yeah. is who we're looking for, for yeah. the, you know, because again, you know. And that deserves to be recognized. Exactly. They're making a difference out there. Exactly. Because they're so successful in their careers and they don't have to do community service for them exactly. to do it, you know, yeah. kind of speaks volumes to their character integrity as well. That's really good. So we're hoping that that, that can be, you know, again, it's be our first time really run, uh, running a big event, you know. Mm-hmm. And got like nine months. Now, granted, we're hoping there'll be a live event. I mean, if, if we have to, it'll be virtual. But yeah. hopefully the first one will be a live event. With things mm-hmm. starting to open back up and all that. And you can probably mm-hmm. social distance enough. Yeah. Right. For so we, so hopefully we can make it all work. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Let me know. I would love to be there or help support in any way I can. Definitely. So... Where do you want to be in five years? You know, no matter where you are in life right now, it's always good to think down the road. So where do you want to, where you want to be in five years? In five years, I really would like to have like my own studio where I'm helping people. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm like being able to do exactly what I want to do as far as the movies that I want to do, helping other people do the movies they want to do and just, you know, evolving that way. I think that would be, humongous. I also like, you know, the whole charity aspect of it and um, working with kids that either have some kind of disability or cancer or something like that. And if it's like their kind of dream to be in a movie or do something, I just think that would be a really good way to 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 help them as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now let's look 15 years down the road. Let's say that you're a success on a grand scale, whatever that is for you, you're there. 
If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? To never give up, to remain consistent and also to remain humble and thankful and prayerful. Um, to keep the faith and don't let anything stop her. You know, um, there's going to be challenges along the way, but continue to work on yourself and grind and train and build great relationships, have a great energy, you know, don't, um, I, I think a lot of people in this industry can burn bridges too, if something doesn't go their way. But I've, yeah. I've kind of noticed yeah. that even certain situations that I've been in, I can be like, oh, forget it. I'm never talking to that person again because of X, Y, Z. And <laughs> if I, you know, if I was just kind of closed minded like that, things probably wouldn't have um, developed into something else. So uh, there's a couple of situations where I could think of like that. And I'm like, had I been so shallow or closed minded, yeah. we wouldn't be working on this project together, which is way better than what we might have been talking about before that didn't pan out because of budget or something like that, mm -hmm. you know? so. Yeah, that's that's what I would. would yeah, <laughs> I've grown a lot in that area because years ago I'd have been that person. But since mm -hmm. we've done this show, yeah. I've learned to let things go and let people Absolutely. let people have their beliefs. It don't matter mm -hmm. you know, if, mm -hmm. if they kind of burn that bridge. I don't care though. They can come back and we'll, oh, we'll open yeah. that bridge back up. I mean, yeah. there's been a few people that's kind of like move their own way. But you know what? Mm -hmm. If they come back and say, hey, let's work together. I want probably that. Because again, it's not about us per se. It's about what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, and right. with, with artists and actors mm -hmm. like yourself that we bring on, we, you know, we just want our show to be the best it can be. And even if we've got to beef with somebody, if that, that person can help our show that next level, then exactly. I don't have a problem with that. You know, yeah. you know, so you're right. You want, you want to not burn bridges. Right. And so then to also like not let people take advantage of you either, but you know, also, the balance. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. They definitely got to balance. We've had a few people that, seem to do that through the years yeah. with us not many not luckily, many no. but we've had a few people that try to you know because one thing i've learned is people not necessarily want to stay connected to you because they support you sometimes mm -hmm. they want to stay connected to you because they want your connections exactly yeah exactly <laughs> and, I've seen, and i've seen people like that and i told sandy sometimes i was like you know i think they're just being our friend for one thing and mm -hmm. And then later and on, usually, you find out was right. Exactly. <laughs> like usually, it will. Um, they will show themselves for sure. Yeah. They do over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we all have something that inspires us. What inspires you? <sighs> what inspires me the most is probably, like I said before, is seeing that someone else has accomplished what I want inspires me that I can do it and I can accomplish it as well. I can accomplish it as well. Um, wow. That's, that's been, I think my biggest driving motivation is, and then also, you know, I want to build a legacy, you know, for my family as well. So um, being able to keep going for them, I know I'm not just doing it for myself. And also like, it's that, that why, that why behind why you do it. If your why is strong enough, then that's why you'll continue to do it. So yeah, like you know, my why is my family. I remember somebody saying this, and I really loved this, uh, one of the motivational speakers. I can't remember who it was, but he says, your first name is about you. Your last name is Legacy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
Exactly. Yep. For sure. If you could go on vacation anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? If I could go on vacation, um, I've seen a lot of beautiful pictures of Dubai. So I kind of want to go there. Um, and there's another place. I can't even think of it. A friend of mine, we always talk about it. It's really like her place. She kind of um, hit me on it. And the water was just so amazing. I can't even think of it right now. But yeah, I would say Dubai, um, since I've never been there. Um, yeah, any place that's just beautiful. That is awesome. Yeah. And let's say you had a friend of yours and you've watched them act and they've got something special, but they've only been in like maybe a few commercials here and there, maybe did a line or two in a couple shows. So they're still getting their feet wet, but they just know that this is what they're supposed to do. They got that acting bug, so to speak. <laughs> and um, they come to you. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? So I would tell them to get on social media, continue to train because they're already, you know, talented, but you can only, you know, continue to make yourself better. So I would tell them to um, continue to train. Um, if they don't have an agent or a manager already, I would ask them to look into getting that. If they don't have headshots already, you know, tell them about that process because you need headshots in order to, you know, get other jobs. And then YouTube, uh, TikTok, there are so many avenues to where you can continuously put yourself out there and people will find you. That's how I've gotten approached with a lot of um, some of the acting roles that I've gotten recently. It's people on social media seeing the stuff that I have already put out there and then going to my website, looking at all the other stuff that I've done. And then just kind of, I, I was talking to a director friend of mine the other day about the movie that we're doing gutter. And he said that before he had even talked to me, he had already seen all of the other stuff that I had did by me oh, wow. putting it online and said, okay, I know for sure you would kill this role because of all the other stuff that I've seen you do. So I would say, mm -hmm. do that, put yourself out there, even if it's roles that you've never done before, but it's something that you want to do and it's something that will push you, do it yourself and put it out there so that other people will see that you have that capability and they may hire you for it. So yeah, it's really, um, the sky is the limit for sure. And just yeah, keep going that. at it. Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of what we're doing. You know, it's, you know, when we started the show in January of last year, you know, it was just audio and all that. And mm -hmm. I always knew we needed to go video because that's kind of where everything is now. And mm -hmm. it was, I think, what, October, November? Yeah, it was October. October, November. Mm -hmm. We finally made the switch to video. And, and now we kind of joke that uh, when when people, when, when we reach out to people and they're willing to come on, but they only want to do audio, we kind of hate that now. And what's funny is she told me when we first launched the show, she goes, I'll do the show with you, but I'll never do a video with you. I did oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different time here. Just, I guess we're evolving with the show. We're going to do interviews now. So, you know, yeah. that's grinding it out, trying to do all this and, yeah. and just try to yeah, make all this work. Christopher's been on almost every interview with us. Yeah. Now we're talking to him, used to the camera, and he, he loves <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And the great thing about video too is that you know you have the video aspect, but you can also extract the audio and oh, yeah. then have that as a totally separate. Yeah, our show is on all yeah. our, our so shows on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, yeah. all that. Because so, once it's good. done, I load that into all the platforms. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. 
Yeah, because I was with a friend of mine told me when we first launched, I remember mm-hmm. a friend of mine who does video interviews and he's mm-hmm. done a lot of them. And he was telling me, he goes, why start audio when you can do video and you still have audio? Mm-hmm. And Exactly. At that time, we thought we would, you know, we had Caitlin and she was a little younger and all that. Yes, and she went through a colic phase and everything, but but she's so two we, now. And, uh, and so finally, we kind of got to a point where, okay, it's a little better. She takes solid naps and we've mm-hmm. been able to kind of balance this thing around, which is tough sometimes, you know, with right. the show, try, you know, trying to think about moving to Nashville eventually and trying side to, jobs, side jobs to keep everything afloat. And it's like, right. you know, trying to balance all this. That's been tough sometimes. Right. Right. Y'all are doing good though. 300 shows last year. That's amazing. And I think it's too, it's good to like push yourself and have limits and goals. So I think for me too, I feel like I, excel better as well when i have like a challenge like the tyler perry challenge you know that was like oh okay um and then just a deadline or a goal or really like a challenge is kind of what really (laughs) works a lot for me too but you know being disciplined to all right, I have this goal. I need to do it. And then too, I'm a Virgo, so I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. And what I have recently learned, yeah, what I've recently learned is that done is better than perfect. So I may like hesitate, like, oh, I want to put this out there, but it's not quite perfect. And then I just have to, you know, realize that if I just put it out there and then tweak it after it's out there, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent, you know, the exact way that I want it to be, but you got to start somewhere. She's the perfectionist one. I am. Yeah. And I learned everything can't be perfect. Right. Like, you know, like, yeah. like done is better than perfect. <laughs> What's yeah. funny is yesterday we did a short little ad thing for our 40 over 40 nomination thing. And mm-hmm. we didn't sit down and t- discuss it. We just sat down, recorded, um, no script, no nothing. And I was, <laughs> she was like, let's do this. So she's, yeah. you know, she's definitely growing out of uh, the little sadness. Right, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Uh, eventually we'll get her on stage and all that too. Yeah. Hey, right. He's exactly. All the way through from his first speech <laughs> till now. That's, a- <laughs> well, that's what life is about growing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what it's all about. It's not about competing with the person next to you. It's about competing with yourself. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. I completely <laughs> agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, so as we come to a close here, we could talk to you all day long, you know. Right. <laughs> um, um, but I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Right. So as we come to a close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you and any final parting words. Perfect. Thank you. So my website and... Antoine Speller, thank you very much. He said that it's a great website. But my website is latoyaward.com. I'm also on Instagram at Latoya Ward. On Facebook, I'm Latoya Ward Official. And Twitter, Latoya Ward. Snapchat, Latoya.ward. Um, and TikTok, Latoya.ward. So, I mean, if you go to my website, latoyaward.com, you'll get to all of that other stuff. Yeah. And then, like, I guess my parting words are. Believe in yourself, don't give up, and grind, train, be prepared. Be prepared so that you don't have to ever get ready. Be ready so you never have to get ready. Something like that. If you stay ready, you never be I would rather be prepared with no opportunity mm-hmm. than to have opportunity and not be prepared. Ooh. Exactly. And I think it's stay ready so you never have to get ready. 
something to that effect. So mm, yeah, you'll be completely prepared. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate being on this show. I had an amazing time and I can't wait to hear about your 40 and 40. I know that's going to be a success. So um, I'm just going to be keeping my eyes out. You'll get an invite for that. Oh, yes. Okay. I'll, <laughs> and, and, I'll we love, and we enjoyed you having you today. And we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Y'all take care. You, you too. too. Thanks All right, for your thanks. time. All right.